Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Shameful is what that update was. Alongside Alex Rario and Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kylie. I forgot to mention Illinois got a Juco recruit. Mizzou adding the number one offensive lineman transfer in the portal. Caden Green coming back home. A Kansas City kid. Got to come back home after spending one year starting seven games for the Oklahoma Sooners. A massive get for Eli Drinkwitz. Then earlier this morning, they also added four-star wide receiver commit Courtney Crutchfield to the mix as well. The Tigers are on a roll right right now. And it's looking like college football playoff or bust in 2024. With that as the backdrop, and we needed to make sure that we mentioned that because it is the biggest news of the you day. You are one pathetic loser. Even though Very you true. didn't hear it in our Sports Center update, let's go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford, the Blues Insider for The Athletic. Jer, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Yeah, good. Anytime. Hey, did Tanner just hit the uh, you're a pathetic loser sounder about himself? Oh! 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 great. Okay. Oh, he nailed it. No, nailed no. it, JR. JR, hey, JR the Blues PK. are good again, huh? Yeah, two two uh two big wins here and uh, going for a third here in Tampa Bay. So, all is right. Uh get your playoff tickets and uh <laughs> That's what BK really wanted to ask. So yeah, they're winning yeah. the Stanley Cup this year. So let, let's break this down a little bit, Jay. You had a really good piece over at The Athletic. People should go read it in its entirety over there. They can follow you on Twitter to find it at JP Rutherford. What's changed in your mind since the firing of Craig Berube and the, the start of, under interim head coach Drew Bannister? Yeah, you know, I think uh, a couple things, and, and I mentioned five of them in my piece, uh, but these are you know, admittedly kind of, uh, generic topics that we've been discussing all season long. You know, I think big picture with Drew Bannister coming in, what we're seeing, generally speaking, is uh, just players getting after it, playing on their toes, I think paying more attention to detail. We see that happen with coaching changes all the time, and I think we do need to wait a few weeks before we make any judgments or evaluations on really what's changed. You know, Drew Bannister told us the other day that even when he was flying here from Springfield, his message to the team was going to be, I'm not going to blow anything up and I'm going to take my time to make some changes and tinker with some things. So, you know, we've seen some better play in the neutral zone like we did against uh, Dallas. Again, you know, we don't know the exact tweaks there. So is it more players kind of playing uh, with an extra kick in their step? I think that's the case. But I will say this, uh, with a a specific situation like Jordan Cairo, uh, Drew Bannister said that after – 
the Ottawa game, before the Dallas game, he looked at some clips with Jordan Kyrie, and he said, look, you've got tremendous outside speed, as we all know here in St. Louis. Let's see you use it. Let's, let's, let's see it. And what did we see later that night against Dallas? Jordan Kyrou used that speed to go to the outside, drive, and set up that overtime goal by Colton Preco. So when you listen to guys like Joel Hofer, one of the 11 Springfield players who have played for Drew Bannister in the past, the number one thing they say is, even when you win games, he's always looking for ways to get better. I think that was the case with that situation with Cairo. So, Jr., we, we know what Drew Bannister wants to accomplish. We heard him say it to the media. We heard him say it to the fast lane. Like, he wants to get this team back into a winning mindset. But if you're Doug Armstrong, is the the main focus that you're wanting to see with Drew Bannister is if he can get the best out of Cairo and Thomas? Yeah, I think so, just because of contract situations, you know, eight years for those guys, and also they are your two top guys, right, moving forward. I think everybody realizes that. But, I mean, you could get a lot out of Cairo and Thomas and, and be happy with their production, and, you know, it's just not working in other areas of the team, and, and you're not getting wins, and you just don't see, you know, the team uh, growing. It, you know, we're talking a month, two months from now. So I do think that's number one. Uh, obviously, it's important because of the, the factors that I mentioned. Uh, but, you know, Drew has a lot on his plate right now. This is the first time he's coached in the NHL. Uh, he's had a lot of success uh, in the American Hockey League. They went to the Calder Cup Finals just a couple years ago, uh, and I think he's got the respect of this room. I went up to Braden Chen a couple days ago, and I said, Braden, you know, how do you see a young first-time NHL coach coming in? Like, how does he uh, galvanize not just the young guys who've played for him before, but the veterans, too? And he said, look, he's put his time in. We respect him. It's up to us to preach that message to the rest of the group. JR. Right now, Robert Thomas is on pace for 33 goals, 87 points, and a plus 30 while on the ice at 5-on-5. Those are numbers unlike anything we've seen uh, from the Blues in recent years, especially that plus-minus for a guy scoring that many goals. Are we seeing him flourish into a legitimate number one centerman this year? Yeah, I think so, too, and and the face-off number is a huge number. Like, I remember when he first came in that first year, what was he, 40-41, and and now he's up plus uh, 50%, you know, uh, 54. So I, I think that that's the number that I want to look at because if you're going to be that top guy and you're going to be out there in those important situations, you got to get the possession first before you can do the other stuff. But, but you know, gosh, for three or four years we were talking about, you know, okay, will this guy shoot ever? And, and now he's shooting. And, you know, I think even Craig Berube gave credit to the work that Thomas did in the offseason with uh, Adam Oates. And there's some coaches who, you know, didn't like the fact that their guys were working with an outside guy like an Adam Oates. But, uh, you know, Craig Berube, give him credit. He, he saw what uh, transpired with Robert in the offseason and liked it. So I do think he's taken it to that next level. And, and to me, again, uh, whenever you're talking about that top number one center, it's can you defend the other team's top players? Check mark. You know, can you win faceoffs? Check mark. You know, can you shoot the puck and score so you're not just a one-dimensional player? I think we're seeing all that stuff from Robert Thomas. So, JR, I, I think all of us are kind of on the same page. Like, yeah, they look like a different team, but it is that that new coach bump that teams get. You've seen plenty of this in the past of new coaches taking over and the Blues going on a run. Let's take out the 18-19 season just for for uh, purposes of Why this conference because I don't think they're winning the Stanley Cup here, Brandon. Damn. But when, Brand- when when does that honeymoon phase go away for teams? Jr. said Brandon. That was well. Good drop in there, Jr. <laughs> well, I think we're going to find out here in, in January. I do because this schedule is going to get difficult. You guys can look ahead at that and, and see – the number of quality playoff teams uh, above have. 500 teams. Yeah, you guys already have. And, and so I think, 
you know, I just don't think you can make any evaluations after two weeks. And, and, and I think that uh, because of the schedule and because of how difficult it is, if you continue to see this team do the right things, and, and that's what we should uh, warn everybody, be careful of, is you know, I don't know that if you're Doug Armstrong or even fans that you're going to judge how things are going based on wins and losses because you can play really well against you know Philadelphia, Rangers, we, you've already seen Vegas, uh, we, you know, good game against Dallas the other night. Say you're losing some of these games four to three, three to two, what have you. But if you see the effort every single night and you see these young players developing, you know, even if the season does not end with a postseason round, I think that uh, Doug Armstrong is going to be pleased with how things have changed. JR, do you think there's a real chance that Drew Bannister is the long-term coach here in St. Louis, or do you think they're looking for somebody more established? A little bit early, but I do think there's a chance. Uh, I think he's a candidate, and I think as we saw in 2018-19, you know, I can remember back, and, and I don't know that anybody was giving Craig Bruby a, a chance, but we do have to keep in mind that the two different rosters, I mean, that was a Stanley Cup roster waiting to win. This is not. So I think uh, Drew Bannister doesn't have the exact same cards that Craig Bruby did. But I'll say this, you know, there's a lot of things going in his favor. First of all, you got the 11 guys from Springfield, who uh, swear by him, uh, they have trust in him, he has trust in them, and he knows their game. He knows what they can do. And, and I think, too, that if you're the Blues in this retool, guys, Brandon, if, uh, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you're looking at the situation like you want these young players to grow, and we're not talking about just the guys here, but the Snuggerud, the Dvorskis, all those guys, to me, I'm looking for a young up-and-coming coach who's got a reputation of grooming these young players as opposed to a uh, you know, an older guy who's a recycled guy and he's bouncing around and he wants to win now to save his job. That, that's what I'm looking for if I'm Doug Armstrong. How much of that, JR, plays into, though, seeing the next step from this roster? Because it's very evident that there's not much you can do with the roster that's in place of these guys under contract. And if Drew Bannister still can't get the best out of all of these guys, what happens then? Well, you know, so that's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to watch that for sure. Uh, but, you know, early impressions, it seems like these veteran guys are on board with Drew Bannister. And bottom line is you can put any coach behind that bench. These guys are who they are, and they're going to have to play uh, to their capabilities or probably above to be a better team that can contend sooner than later. Um, so I, I, I do see what you're saying, and I do agree with you, but, you know, who's to say that you can bring in one of those recycled coaches and they're going to get out, uh, get more out of these guys than Drew Bannister can. So, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to, you know, what can Drew Bannister do? How can he grow? But also, how can Doug Armstrong continue to evolve and shape this roster? Regardless of who this coach is, the end of this year, the start of next year, I feel like Doug Armstrong's going to have to make some changes. He's always looking. I mean, we could see trades here after the holiday freeze. I think that that's important to what the Blues are trying to do beyond the coach is for Doug Armstrong to find uh, the right mix of players. It's interesting you say that, Jared. We'll get you out of here on this, and we appreciate Jeremy Rutherford's time, as always. Find his work over at The Athletic and follow him on Twitter at J.P. Rutherford. Elliot Friedman said on his 32 Thoughts podcast the other day that he believes the Blues were out there looking at trades. He, I don't know, remember what the exact phrasing he said was. They were out. They were out looking, looking around. Looking around. Uh, I think was what he said. And then he brought up the Colorado Avalanche, who did end up making a trade. Tomas Tatar ends up going elsewhere, and he thinks that they're looking to acquire more talent for them. 
when you think about what the Blues could do via trade, do you, do you think it would be bringing in guys that are here for the long haul? Is it sending out players for the short term? Like, how do you view what the trades could look like over the next couple of months? Yeah, it's fair. It, it, it's tough because it's so hard to see what you can do in season. That's the biggest thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, think the, I think the organizational shaping trades are made in the offseason. You know, no secret there. You know, if you're to trade a Tory Krug, a Brandon Saad, those types of guys, you know, can can you make that happen now? It's it's so difficult. And and then also, you know, maybe this is the spark that the Blues need, and maybe they do get some uh, some good play out of these guys who were underachieving. And maybe you can sneak into the playoffs and play a uh, at least a round in the playoffs. Uh, you know, if that's the case, and it becomes a good situation for a lot of these players maybe Doug Armstrong does stick it out into the off season when he can make a trade that's going to be more impactful for that team. So I think, you know, cop out answer here, but I think it's what's available in season. What are teams looking for? But at this point, I'll say this. I don't know that Doug Armstrong wants to do anything that's going to take away from his team this year and playing good hockey. Um, and even if it's looking towards the future uh, to take away, because he said himself a number of times, he wants this to be a competitive year and it to be a competitive team during the retool. And I just can't see him taking away pieces who could help that, even though it's, uh, you know, a season where you just don't know about this team. I don't know, J.R. Noah Hannafin would look pretty darn good mm. in that blue note by the end of the season. Yeah, it could be. That's going to be a sweepstakes. That's or Matthew Kachuk, you could go get him too, maybe. Yeah. What the hell? Brady Kachuk, we'll see uh, if he becomes available. You know, they... Right. Somebody's somebody's taking too many cough drops. Why not get all three of them? No, I think it's... Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I just see that uh, the way he has stood by wanting this team to be competitive, um, I just don't know that he's going to trade anything to do with the future or anything that could take away from the Blues uh, continuing to push through this retool. The holiday roster freeze goes into effect tonight, 11.59 local time. It continues through December the 28th. So if there's going to be a move, it it happens uh, before midnight this evening. Uh, So JR can enjoy his Christmas with his family. That is certainly uh, worthy of him. JR, appreciate the time as always, man. Uh, Happy holidays to you and the fam. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend. You guys too. Thanks a lot.